I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Canty and Carlin. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Nick Friedel, we are filling in for the guys today. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports at Nick Friedel. You can also give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Nick, we have some big breaking news in the NFL as it concerns Deshaun Watson. Our very own Adam Schefter has just tweeted out that the NFL has, in fact, appealed the decision of Sue L. Robinson, the independent arbitrator who has brought in in the disciplinary action of Deshaun Watson, ultimately suspending him for six games. The NFL has now appealed that decision. Adam Schefter has also put out there that through the NFL PR NFL spokesperson, Roger Goodell will determine who will hear the appeal. So possibly not Roger Goodell himself making the decision or hearing the appeal, but maybe appointing an outside party to appear to hear the appeal. Are you surprised now to learn that the NFL has in fact, before Thursday's deadline, they had until tomorrow at 9am. We get the news now that the NFL has appealed. No, because Amber, I think, The NFL, in this case, read the room, and the public outcry about what Deshaun Watson was supposed to have done and and what many women have argued that he has done and the settlements that came through because of his actions, of what he supposedly did, there were a lot of people, forget just football fans, people who saw this story as it came out who went huh six games and that is what struck me in the last couple days how many people all across the country saw what came out of Sue L. Robinson's decision and went I don't know if this is harsh enough so for as much as the NFL has been criticized rightfully so for decisions prior to this and for cases that led up to this one specific to this case and what Deshaun Watson has been supposedly doing over the course of the last few years. This is something that I am not surprised at all by because I feel like the NFL knew in this case it had to come down stronger. It appears that it is trying to come down stronger. Now, I'm a little bit surprised because I could have seen this going either way from the NFL perspective. Now, we know... On the one hand, the NFL did not get what it wants, right? Where it was asking for at least a year-long suspension for Deshaun Watson. It didn't get that. Sue L. Robinson issues a six-game suspension instead. She bases it on precedent where she says the NFL has never so harshly suspended anybody based on a violation of the personal conduct policy with similar accusations of what she said was nonviolent accusations of sexual misconduct and sexual assault. And so 
based on her determination, she actually thought six games was the appropriate way to respond without the NFL providing notice to the players, without some sort of policy change on the NFL's part. She kind of put the onus back on the NFL. She said, hey, you can't just suddenly change the way that you discipline these players without notice to them. The whole nonviolent, violent distinction became important because that's actually in the CBA where the NFL had defined the difference between violent and nonviolent because they had put in a minimum suspension for what they deemed violent acts of sexual misconduct, domestic violence, and the like that they went ahead and defined in their own bylaws. And though because of that, that was a six-game minimum, whereas for this nonviolent factor, it wasn't defined in terms of a minimum. So she puts the onus back on the NFL. She basically says... Maybe the punishment should be more, but it's up to you guys. Of course, it's also up to them through the appeals process. And the NFL has exercised that process, and that was a right given to them under the CBA that the NFLPA agreed to. But all of that being said, I didn't feel like it was an easy cut and dry decision for Roger Goodell and the NFL to appeal this thing because... On the other hand, even though they didn't get essentially what they wanted in terms of the ruling against Deshaun Watson, they are operating under this new collectively bargained system. And the whole reason they agreed to bring in this independent arbitrator from the outside, this former federal judge, was to take the heat off the NFL and to take the heat off Roger Goodell, where owners had finally had enough and said, you know what, let's agree to bring in an independent party so this doesn't always fall on the NFL's shoulders in terms of issuing this discipline. And now, with them filing the appeal The old system looks a lot like the new system, right? Where actually now the heat is back on the NFL. So I wasn't sure they were going to bother to file an appeal from that perspective, where the NFL, after Sue L. Robinson's opinion, can basically throw its hands up, Nick, and say, well, we tried. We wanted a much bigger suspension. We do care about these things. We care about women. We were asking for the hammer to be brought down on this guy. It wasn't up to us. It was this independent party who made this decision. We tried ho-hum, and they roll right into the football season. And Amber, I think the difference here is not only has the NFL through the years made plenty of missteps and mistakes in how they've handled a lot of different cases throughout the last few seasons, but they knew in this case with the way they had it structured in the CBA – that they had this power and this button that they could hit if they didn't like the decision. And again, I think it's crucial that public perception, at least to me, feels like it's on the league side as it pertains to what Watson allegedly did. And that's why I'm not surprised that the NFL came back and said, whoa, 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 we wanted a year. I think the number that had come out was $8 million fine. There was no fine at least uh, monetarily, that that came out in, in uh, Sue, Sue Robinson's decision. So from a lawyerly standpoint, though, as you look at this case and you look at what she put out a couple days ago, how difficult will it be for the NFL now in its appeal to get what they want and add at least a few more additional games and potentially a fine that isn't in there right now? 
Well, it depends who's hearing the appeal. If it's Roger Goodell, which he can, he can go ahead and oversee the entire appeal. Then he can just issue whatever he wants. He's allowed to under the CBA. He's given that power. Now, of course, if he does that and he levies a much harsher punishment and you mentioned the $8 million was reported as the last offer that the NFL gave 12 game suspension was the last offer. Dan Graziano had tweeted that out according to sources because they were in settlement discussions right up until the point that Sue L. Robinson actually issued her decision. And so if the NFL, it finds itself in a situation where it goes ahead and puts in those sorts of parameters, that sort of punishment that apparently it was requesting or willing to come down to with its final offer and settlement discussions, that's going to be significantly more. And because of that, the NFLPA is going to immediately run to federal court. At least that's mm-hmm. how I would expect this to go. And then we're talking about maybe an injunction to see Deshaun play. And we're talking about potentially months more of this story. But we will see Chris Canty. He's the host of this show. This is his show. So let's get his opinion on this and many other things across the world of sports. That's next. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin. For Wilson and Nick Friedel filling in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin. The NFL has appealed the Deshaun Watson suspension. That is the big breaking news from our very own Adam Schefter just moments ago. The NFLPA now will have two days to respond to the NFL's appeal. We are still waiting to hear who will hear the appeal according to the NFL PR. Apparently, Roger Goodell is deciding who to appoint to hear that, or of course, he could elect to hear it himself. So we are waiting on that word, but we do know the NFL has appealed the Deshaun Watson suspension. Let's bring in some help with this and with all things sports. Chris Canty, who hosts this show, host of Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. He's been filling in for Mike Greenberg this week, host and Greeny, if you miss Canty and Carlin. Chris, thanks for joining us. Amber, thanks for letting me jump on with you guys. So, Canty, let's start with the big breaking news here as it regards to Deshaun Watson. Are you surprised that the NFL has appealed the six-game suspension? 
Uh, I am surprised to some degree just because it seemed like the NFL wanted to avoid being in the position that it's in now where they were the ones that were responsible for doling out the discipline. They decided that they, along with the NFLPA, would, would jointly appoint a disciplinary officer, a formal federal judge, and Sue Robinson. And, and now the NFL is going to have a departure from you know, the ruling that she just gave us a couple of days ago. So it, this is a significant development in Deshaun Watson's case. I didn't think that Roger Goodell would put himself in this situation once again, but uh, the NFL decided that they want him to send a strong message to Deshaun Watson and the rest of the players in the league. Chris, you've talked about this a lot over the last couple of months. You had that experience in Baltimore when the Ray Rice situation was going on. You're obviously not in that Browns locker room, but from a player perspective, is there frustration at all now, knowing that this has been appealed, that the team cannot move forward because of the decision that has been made? Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of guys in that Browns locker room that are frustrated. You know, they, they anticipated that they would have their quarterback at the latest um, in October, end of October. But, but now it seems like this is going to be a situation that, drags out and and we've heard from the NFLPA and Deshaun Watson's camp that if the league were to push for a harsher suspension that they would take that issue up in federal court and it seems like that's going to be the direction that we head um this is going to be an ugly situation uh I think this is something that's going to drag out and this is going to be a negative storyline for the NFL throughout the 2022 season The Cleveland Browns signed up for it, but uh, I think you're right. The story is certainly far from over, it appears. Chris Canty, host of the show, Canty and Carlin, joining Amber Wilson and Nick Friedel, filling in for the guys. Canty's been hosting Greeny this week. So, Canty, let's go ahead and switch subjects. Stay in the NFL, though. I have to ask you about my guys down in Miami, and I don't mean exactly what's been going on there in terms of the tampering, but... Tua Tungavaloa, of course, is asked now about in the wake of we know the Dolphins apparently wanted Tom Brady. He's asked about it, and he says, the Dolphins are all in on me. What do you make of Tua's attitude? He always says all the right things, can't he? This can't be easy that this keeps happening to Tua. No, it's not easy, but, I mean, it's the nature of the NFL. The team is constantly trying to find somebody else that can do your job at a higher level for less money. And Tua is not an exception. He has yet to prove himself in this league as a franchise quarterback. And until he does so, there are always going to be question marks about whether or not he's going to be the guy. And not only are are the fan base and the owner going to be ones that are looking abroad at other quarterbacks to bring in, but the general manager that actually drafted him and Chris Greer would probably be doing the same. So this is a huge year for Tua. There's a lot at stake for him. The organization has taken away any excuse as to why he can't produce. Um, they've got him a lot of good personnel on the offensive side of the ball. Now he's got to deliver in the form of, you know, having this team in position once we get to December for competing for a playoff spot. Mr. Canty, speaking of young quarterbacks who are in need of, of getting that chance to produce and prove it on the field, there is a lot of support and hype around Trey Lance right now coming out of that Niners camp. As you look at the way that team is coming together, do you think they are the biggest threat to the Rams in the NFC? Yeah, I do, Nick. And and here's the thing. Kyle Shanahan has had Sean McVay's number. I mean, since the two tangled up in this division, I mean, it's just been 
you know, feels like it's been really one-sided and it's gone in the 49ers' favor. Uh, the last three seasons, they played seven times and the Niners have won six of them. The only one they haven't won was last year's NFC Championship game. So I just think that, you know, the 49ers, when you look at their personnel, they're really strong on both sides of the ball at the line of scrimmage. Um, the 49ers have a really solid receiving core. Um, they've, they've got uh, a great scheme that I think fits the skill set that Trey Lance brings to the table. Um, and then, again, you're talking about them having a top-five defense. So this is – this is going to be a really tough team to, to deal with, uh, and I'm pretty sure that the guys um, down the way uh, in Los Angeles understand what kind of group the 49ers bring to the party. Chris Canty, host of this show, Canty and Carlin, joining us here. Amber Wilson and Nick Friedel filling in for the guys while Canty and Carlin have been filling in for Mike Greenberg on Greeny this week. Canty, Tom Brady, he is 45 years young today. It is Tom Brady's birthday. What do you expect from Tom Brady this this season at 45 years old? Is he finally going to take a step back? I'm not going to be the one betting on that, Amber. I'll be the last one to that party. And you've heard me say that before. There's no reason to ex- expect anything other than greatness from Tom Brady. And I get that Ryan Jensen got hurt. Uh, you know, he's not going to be available, at least early on in the season. That offensive line will be a work in progress. But, I mean, Tom Brady had one of the fastest snap to throw times in the NFL last year. I want to say they were second fastest only to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was 2.5 seconds from snap to throw. So if there's anybody that's equipped to be able to overcome an offensive line that's still trying to figure it out, it's Tom Brady because he gets the ball out so doggone quick. So I have a lot of confidence in, in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they have Tom Brady, and I get that there's a lot of moving parts. you got Todd Bowles, who is second uh, stint as a head coach. He didn't go so well when he was the New York Jets. But I, I just feel like this team – has a different identity since he's been down there. It's not something that's going to go away. I think Tom Brady still has his team in championship contention. Probably not going to go away until he chooses to go away. Unbelievable that we still have all the confidence in the world and him at 45 years old. Chris Canty, co-host of the show, Canty and Carlin. Canty, thanks for stopping by. All right, you guys keep holding it down for us. Appreciate you. Coming up next, the latest from Adam Schefter on what the NFL is looking for in their appeal of Deshaun Watson's suspension. That's next. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio with Amber Wilson and Nick Friedel filling in for the guys. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Canty and Carlin. 
So we do have breaking news as it pertains to Deshaun Watson suspension. This is Canty and Carlin, Amber Wilson, and Nick Friedle filling in for the guys. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports at Nick Friedle. So we found out from our very own Adam Schefter very, very recently that apparently the NFL has appealed the suspension of Deshaun Watson. He also put out there that Roger Goodell is deciding who will hear that appeal, and there's more. Here was Adam Schefter, ESPN's NFL insider on NFL Live just minutes ago. This could be the start of a very long, legal, drawn-out process, but Deshaun Watson is not going to play at the start of the season. His six-game suspension stands. The NFL is looking to add on to it, and add on to it by a lot, I would imagine, because the league wanted an indefinite suspension with Deshaun Watson having to apply for reinstatement. So that was the voice, of course, of Adam Schefter. We do know that the NFL has appealed, which means the NFL is asking for more of a suspension, maybe fines as well in the case of Deshaun Watson, Nick. And what stands out to me here is what this could mean for the timeline. You heard Schefter just allude to it. This could drag out the whole process for a very significantly long period of time. Now, the actual appeals process, probably not a lengthy one, but it all remains to be seen because we haven't been in this situation yet where the initial decision is coming from Sue L. Robinson. And we know how long that took to come down. We did wait for that decision for over a month's time. And so now the NFL had three days to appeal that decision. It had until 9 a.m. tomorrow. It appealed that decision as of today. Now the clock is ticking for the NFLPA. The NFLPA has two days to respond to the appeal, and then we'll actually have the appeals process. Most people will tell you that the appeals process shouldn't take more than a couple weeks because they can only consider what actually Sue L. Robinson had in front of her and she considered. They can't bring in new evidence during an appeals process. But we don't even exactly know what this appeals process is going to look like, Nick, because is it going to be Roger Goodell hearing this appeal and making this decision? Or is he going to bring in an independent party to do that? If he doesn't want to get sued in federal court, it's much smarter for him then to punt this to an independent party. That would make it much more difficult for the NFLPA then to run to federal court, but we may see that come to fruition as well. And then if we're talking about federal court, I mean, now we're talking about this thing going on for months. Amber, I'll give the NFL credit in this regard as it pertains to this case. This is something that they could have easily said, all right, six games, let's keep moving forward. And they feel strongly enough about it behind the scenes to Put the appeal process in motion, and as we just heard from Adam there, you don't know how long this could potentially last. And it it's not a good look for anybody to have this maintain itself in the news cycle, not for Deshaun Watson, not for the league, not for the Browns. But in that regard, the NFL did what they felt was right here and felt strongly enough about it to set all those legal wheels in motion. Yeah, so right now the story is not going away at all because the NFL has appealed the Deshaun Watson suspension. Let's bring in some help with this conversation. Diana Rossini is so kind to hop on with us with very short notice here, Diana, in order to react to this breaking news. Why has the NFL appealed this suspension? Well, you you kind of knew this was going to happen, right? Because we understood that the league wanted a much more severe, stronger suspension for Deshaun Watson. You know, we know that they recommended um, up to a full minimum of a full season. So 
Um, I just got off the phone with those uh, in Watson's camp. I just got off the phone with those with the Cleveland Browns trying to get an idea of what's going on in terms of their reaction to all this. And I will say that, that they had a very similar reaction to one another of they expected this. They knew that the league would do this. Um, of course, there's there's also conversations being had right now about what was the point of this process, that this is how this, if it's back in the hands of Roger Goodell. And Amber, you pointed out perfectly that we don't know whether or not it's going to come down to Roger Goodell or if he is going to have somebody else make this decision. But that being said, it's um, it's the sense I'm getting is what, what, why did they go through this process if it's just going to be changed. So uh, Deshaun actually just walked off the field a couple minutes ago, uh, and he was just informed but he was, you know, he was aware that that this was probably going to happen. So, um, speaking to Watson's camp on this, you know, the next step for them now that the league has appealed is to sue the NFL in federal court. Um, so it's just it's a long legal battle that that seems like it's going to pro- it's going to take a while. Um, but at this point, right now, all we can do is kind of wait to see what's next. Diana, as we wait. You talked to people in Deshaun Watson's camp. You've talked to people in the Browns organization. In the last couple of days, as you talk to people across the league, do they feel like the six-game number is right, or were people in the league expecting more? No, Nick. It's it's interesting. It's been a pretty collective thought. Um, I didn't find a lot of people who thought it was light. Uh, excuse me. I didn't find a lot of people who thought it was heavy. It was, if anything, it was the other way. They thought it was too light. That six game was, was, was that in, in a way, it was a success for Deshaun Watson and, and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, in fact, there were some people in the league who thought that that this was, this was going to happen, that this was going to be the result, which is why so many teams were interested in him to begin with. Um, but the reaction really has, has been very similar to what we've seen on social media, which has just been a little surprised by this process, how it turned out. And after reading the report and, and what she found and the wording, it's still coming up with the six-game suspension. Um, I know there's a lot of question marks right now that people have. And, and the league was not happy at all with this, at all. They, they were very disappointed with her decision. And talking to those close to Deshaun, they were disappointed in the six games. They thought it was too much. So um, you had, you know, two sides here on, on, on both sides of the spectrum. And, and now here we are back discussing this as it continues to be the biggest story in the NFL. Two sides, nobody was happy. Only one side appealed, though, and of course that is the NFL. They did just appeal the Deshaun Watson suspension. So Diana Rossini is unpacking this information with us in real time. We just got this information. But Diana, I just want to go back real quick before I let you go to something you said, because you said when you talked to Watson's camp that they are going to sue in federal court, or are they waiting to hear what what happens here with the appeals process and then making a decision about suing in federal court? What does the timeline look like? So the plan, starting back when the story broke, the plan was always to then to to, to sue if the, if the uh, the league appealed it. Um, when I just had a conversation just to get some updated information, it sounded like it was something they were going to wait on a little bit more in terms of finding out 
what um, what the number of games would be and what they would change that to. So I feel like the plan is going to be to sue the league. It's just going to be a matter of when they decide to do it. Um, so we're just going to have to wait and see what, when, what the result is going to be and who gets appointed here. Diana Rossini, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Amber. Canty and Carlin is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Nick Friedel filling in for the guys today. Coming up next, we are going to continue to react to this big breaking news in the NFL and plenty more right here on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin. After a six-month-long investigation, the NFL found that Miami Dolphins had tampered with Tom Brady. And that tampering, Nick, extended as far back as 2019 when Tom Brady was still a member of the New England Patriots. So apparently, Tom Brady, when he was the quarterback of the Patriots, was flirting with another franchise within the division, by the way. So, of course, Bill Belichick, he was asked about this. The Patriots head coach the other day at his press conference. Here was Belichick. Yeah, I'm not really worried about that. We're just trying to have a good training camp here. Do you have any idea the Dolphins are tampering with your starting quarterback that season? Yeah, focused on training camp here. That's all in the past. That is, that is the most Belichick sound of all Belichick's. That is the barometer of Belichick sound. That sets the standard. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just focused on training camp here. I mean, that is amazing. Amber, was if, so Bill. If only he had just said, we're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, if, that, no if that had come out of his mouth next, oh. then it would have been perfect. But he was so on brand there, it hurt. And all those reporters who have color- covered Belichick for such a long time, they know what was coming out of his mouth in that moment, and they also know that they've got to keep asking the questions. But to hear that back and forth is is hilarious because you knew exactly the response you were getting before the question even popped out. My favorite part of it is that he's like, yeah, and then I'm I'm focused on training camp right now. You know, it's like, it, it just, I'm going to re- repeat the line. I'm going to repeat the line. I'm going to repeat the line. And you knew you were going to get nothing out of Bill Belichick. But if you're a reporter, you had to ask the question. You still have to ask it, even though you know he's going to give you nothing. And he didn't even bother to tap dance around it. He just straight up avoided the question, which is exactly what you knew Bill Belichick was going to give you. I mean, I... Th- I think it's hilarious. Secretly, Bill has to be seething, right? Uh I mean, to know that Tom was thinking about leaving you for another team in the division. Amber, for a coach who is that detail-oriented and who is that focused on the day-to-day in his own program, you know he spent all his time recently talking about exactly that, which makes it even more laughable that he would have the response that he did. But that is Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick. I hate typically with the NFL that these guys give us no emotion and no transparency. Like, I like the fun Tampa Tom Brady, who I actually can see has a personality far more than I liked him when he was in New England, and not just because he was kicking my Dolphins' butts every year. But with Bill, it's funny. It's a funny shtick at this point. Like, at this point, it has become Bill Belichick's brand, and I'm actually here for more of this from Bill (laughs) Belichick. It's just so ridiculous. Canty and Carlin. Amber Wilson and Nick Friedel filling in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can always give us a shout. 
888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We are unpacking this Deshaun Watson news in real time, where we now know the NFL has appealed the six-game suspension of Deshaun Watson. That means the NFL wants a heftier punishment. They are asking for more time, possibly a fine as well. We had on Diana Rossini just minutes ago on this show. She told us after speaking to Deshaun Watson's camp, what's next for them? The next step for them, now that the league has appealed, is to sue the NFL in federal court. So it's just, it's a long legal battle that, that seems like it's going, to, it's going to take a while. But at this point right now, all we can do is kind of wait to see what's next. Now, I was surprised when she said that, Nick, because I at least thought that the NFL PA in Watson's camp would wait until the appeal and let the appeals process play out and then sue on the back end. I would not be surprised, though, to hear that their plan is ultimately to sue. We have heard that since before the suspension was even issued. Frankly, the NFLPA and Watson's camp kind of did everything it could to bully the NFL into not doing anything, into not appealing, right? Because we already had the rumors out there. There were already the reports that they were saying they would sue if the NFL challenges whatever Sue L. Robinson issues in terms of punishment. Then we got the joint statement for them from them less than 24 hours before we found out what the punishment was, where the NFLPA and Watson camp said that they're not going to appeal and then put the public pressure on the NFL not to appeal, saying we have this independent decision maker and the NFL needs to respect the process. We now know that the NFL did not care about that public statement whatsoever because they were going to do what they were able to do and allowed to do under a collectively bargained agreement that, by the way, the NFLPA agreed to as well. They gave the NFL this power to appeal and the NFL has exercised its power. It may eventually result in a trip to federal court. Nick, this story may be far from over. Amber, walk me through the steps here now. So Diana mentioned the suit. What does that suit entail and what would it allow Deshaun Watson to do in the short term? I love getting to fire up my nerdy lawyer hat here uh, and put it on. I love it. I'll put on my uh, judge's robe here. So basically right now with the appeals process, the NFLPA has two days to respond to the NFL's appeal. And then theoretically, an appeal should only take a couple weeks. Now, we don't know who's going to hear this appeal. Roger Goodell could appoint somebody independent to hear the appeal. That would be helpful to the NFL in terms of what's coming next possibly defending itself in federal court. If it wasn't their decision and another independent party's decision, it would be easier to defend against what might be coming in the future from the NFLPA or from Watson's camp. And so the appeals process theoretically should only take a couple weeks because they're only considering what was actually in front of Sue L. Robinson when she made her decision. They cannot bring in new evidence. They can't bring in new testimony. There's only so much to review. It's what she had at her disposal as well. So then we get through the appeals process. I would have expected Watson's camp and the NFLPA, frankly, to wait until the conclusion of that process. And then at the end of that process, if we get a heftier punishment for Deshaun Watson, then the NFLPA and Watson's camp runs to federal court. And maybe they do a little venue shopping here to try to find a judge that would be helpful to them. But the problem that they're going to face in federal court is that there is a collectively bargained agreement. And so then, Nick, it is so hard to go in and you argue, hey, the NFL NFL is doing something outside of its powers, right? The NFL is doing something completely unreasonable here. 
except for the NFL was given that power under the CBA. And so typically federal courts are apprehensive about getting involved where there is a collectively bargained agreement because they're saying, hey, you guys agreed to this. It has to be something that feels so well outside the scope of what was collectively agreed to. But that's the types of arguments that are going to be made in federal court. From the NFL perspective, what could be embarrassing, even though I think that they're in the stronger position in terms of a federal lawsuit, and we've seen the Tom Brady's of the world use this tactic when they've been suspended by the NFL and they end up in federal court and eventually Brady ends up just accepting his punishment and not even challenging it further because, frankly, I think he knew he was going to lose in federal court, but also mm-hmm. because he decided, let's just go ahead and get this punishment over with, which that has to be a consideration of Watson's camp. Let's not pretend like there's not a football aspect here and like the first half of that Brown schedule is much easier than the second half of that Brown schedule. But assuming they do pursue this into federal court from the NFL perspective, what could be embarrassing is the NFLPA will try most likely, in my opinion here, to argue about the lack of discipline of owners with similar accusations of sexual misconduct over the years. And that is a record that the NFL right now might not want aired out in a federal court, particularly with everything that we know has been going on with Daniel Snyder and a lack of transparency over there. So there could be a lot of steps to this. It could affect a lot of things, but the NFL has started the process with this appeal. As we walk through the steps here, Amber, it's surprising not only with what Diana told us, but as you lay out everything that is now potentially going to happen moving forward. It doesn't sound like any of the powers that be in this particular case are surprised by anything right now. There was some question as to whether or not the NFL would want this storyline to remain in the public eye or just accept Sue L. Robinson's decision for the six games. Now we know they've appealed, but it doesn't sound like anybody is sitting there going, wow, I can't believe this happened These are all moves that were expected on some level by each side. You knew the NFLPA was expecting the NFL to react like this the second the NFLPA put out the joint statement with Watson telling the NFL not to react like this, right? Because that did feel like, hey, this is the expectation. They're not going to be happy with what's about to come down the pipe, and their reaction is going to be to appeal. So we'll give them some public strong arming here and hope that maybe in the court of public opinion, the voices are so loud that they choose not to appeal. They choose to respect, so to speak, the independent process. Obviously, the the NFL decided it doesn't care about that. What I do think is interesting is a lot of people, Nick, I've had some callers over the last few days and they've theorized why does the NFL even care if Deshaun Watson is suspended longer and wouldn't they want him out there because the product is better for football and for the NFL. So this is just the NFL pretending like they care, but they don't actually care. I would say by this appeal, though, it shows you that the NFL, whether it's a power play or not, that the NFL does want a longer suspension for Deshaun Watson and certainly isn't just throwing up its hands like it could have done and said, well, this wasn't us. This wasn't our decision. Uh, But, hey, we have to live by it. There's nothing we can do. Amber, it doesn't feel like PR spin as much as it may have in the past. And in that regard, with the NFL, no matter what they do, it seems like they are Teflon from a fan's perspective that people will continue to watch. But, again, that's where I think the NFL does deserve at least a little bit of credit because they could have easily just swept it under the rug and said, all right, let's take the suspension and move forward. They're not, and they're allowing it to become even more of a story potentially throughout the rest of the year.
Yes, it is certainly going to continue this story, at least for now. Go ahead and chime in on this story. Give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Coming up next, your reaction via the phone line to the NFL's decision to appeal Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension. That's next. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Check out Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.